Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Truth in Christ Radio, a Bible teaching radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Rochester with Senior Pastor Rob Kellogg. Moses said to them, to the Reuben and Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh, he said this thing. Once he found out they were content just being there on the east side of the Jordan, he said, if you do this thing, if you arm yourselves before the Lord for the war, and all your armed men cross over the Jordan before the Lord until he has driven out his enemies from before them, and the land is subdued before the Lord, then afterwards you may return and be blameless, notice, before the Lord and before Israel. Because not only before the Lord, but also before Israel, the rest, their brothers. Welcome to this edition of Truth in Christ Radio. Today, Pastor Rob finalizes chapter 1 of Joshua as the nation of Israel prepares to enter the promised land. As students of the Bible, we know that there were two and a half tribes that requested to stay on the east side of the Jordan. God allowed them to do so, and they promised to cross over and help the rest of the nation take the land on the west side of the Jordan River. The same principle operates in the body of Christ. When one member has a need, it is a common need by the body. We should never refuse to help a brother in need. And now, let's join Pastor Rob for today's message. ...that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Does that remind you of Psalm 1? Let me read Psalm 1 to you. It's a great psalm. God is telling him, that this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, and you shall meditate in it day and night. Do you meditate on the Word of God? We, we don't meditate in the Eastern mysticism kind of thing where you fold your legs and get in the lotus position and, you know, do something dumb like that. No, we meditate on the Word of God. We meditate, we think about His Word, and we, we read it. We read it, and we consider it, we pray over it, we think of those things. Notice what it says in Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but here it is, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. And see, that's where our hearts and our minds can be renewed, isn't it? When When we focus on Jesus, we focus on his word every day. It's important to do that, folks, because guess what? You're inundated. You're inundated by media every single day, and it's getting worse. In the last five years, in the last ten years, there have been more people that have lost their minds and are, are losing touch on reality because their minds are so occupied by news and so occupied by things going on that they can't handle it. And is it any surprise can any one of us handle all the input that's coming into our lives? Are we able to handle it? There's only one being that I know that can handle all things and, and, and have plenty of room to spare. And that's God himself. He is able. 
But man, I tell you what, the more we have these phones and things, and they can be great tools. I use them all the time. But boy, do we have to be careful because we're inundated. We're inundated. Spend more time in the Word of God than looking at news. Spend more time in the Word of God instead of watching the Hallmark Channel like we do. (laughs) Spend more time in the Word. Spend more time in the Word. (laughs) But notice the condition that he has there in verse 8. That you may observe to do according to all that is written... The idea is if you observe to do according to all that is written, then what will happen? You'll be prosperous and have good success. Isn't that, isn't that the, 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 the sweet thing about the Lord? It's not just in the hearing, but it's in the doing of it. Because in the doing of it, there is rewards for obedience, isn't there? There's always rewards for obedience. And there's also rewards when we don't obey. And they're negative. But when we obey the Lord, there is blessings for obedience. Blessings for obedience. He says, Have not I commanded you, be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And then finally we get into uh, verses 10 through the end of the chapter. And this is really Joshua now. Because God just spoke to Joshua all those words. And now Joshua is going to speak to now the officers of the, of the children of Israel. Those who are leaders in those different tribes. And he's also going to be speaking to Reuben and Gad those two tribes that were going to settle on the east. It says, Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you, the Lord your God is giving you to possess. Can you imagine how exciting that was? To think that God had had been telling them this for hundreds of years, and finally, right now, the history is all coming to fruition. The promises are coming to fruition, and now here they are standing, and now they've got three days before they're going to cross over. Can you imagine the excitement of that? And also the fear, a lot of fear of the unknown. People are very fearful of the unknown. It's very normal, very natural, very human to be fearful of the unknown. But when God says, I've got you covered, i got you covered, I know exactly what's going to happen. And here's the game plan, folks. When you get into Jericho, you're not going to have to raise any bow and arrow and and all that stuff. I want you to do something that you're going to freak out on. I I want you to march around that city once every day for six days. Just march around it. On the seventh day, go around it seven times, and then at the opportune moment, give a shout, and the walls are going to come flat. And the inhabitants of Jericho are going to be so scared. It's psychological warfare. Do you understand? God is a master at psychological warfare. That's how come you see the Amalekites and you know, the, the Israelites of Judah you know, that going out to war against this great army and God sends a, you know, lightning and, and all these other things and now they're fighting each other and killing each other and they don't have to do anything but go in and take the gold, take the spoil. God is wonderful like that. But he said to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua spoke saying, Remember... The word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is giving you rest and giving you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of the Jordan. Meaning on the what side? East or west side? 
the east side, right? The east side of the Jordan. Get a map, look at the back of your Bible, and get that down. And see where the Reuben and Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh. Actually, from your perspective, looking at me, there's the, there's the Dead Sea, and then there's the Jordan River. And over here is the east side, right? From your perspective, looking at me. So there's Reuben, there's Gad, and then there's half tribe of Manasseh. Those two and a half tribes that settled. They saw all this land, and they, were, they had a lot of cattle. So they're looking at that land after they conquered Og and Sion, king of the Amorites. And they're thinking, this is good enough for us. We don't even want to cross over. And Moses was like, what? <laughs> we want to stay here. This is great land. And God allowed them. But he says, listen, your brothers, the other tribes, are going to go over, and they've got to conquer an enemy. So before you get real comfortable in your land, you're going to go over first. All the men of war are going to go over first before them, and you're going to lead the ranks, as, and they'll be behind you. And once that land is conquered and all the tribes of Israel have all been conquered their enemies and they're all living peacefully, then you can go back to your land on the other side. On what side of the Jordan? The east side of the Jordan, where the sun rises, Right? Then you shall return to the land of your possessions and enjoy it, which Moses the servant gave you on this side of the Jordan toward the sunrise, which is sunrises in the east, doesn't it? See, I'm going to drive you crazy with that, but guess what? Tonight you'll remember. You'll remember <laughs> because I always get that confused. And I say it to you because I'm always tripping up on that. So finally, I, th- I think I've got it. I think I've got it. I know east from west now, so I'm pretty good. I think I know where north and south are. Give me another week on that. But notice... So here are the last three verses, and we'll finish up tonight. Notice the last three verses. This is the people's response to Joshua now. So Joshua tells the officers, he tells the half, you know, that Reuben and Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh, remember what Moses has said. Remember what he said. And, you know, we have time, so let me read it to you. What did he say? What did he say to those two and a half tribes that wanted to settle on what side of the Jordan? The east side of the Jordan. What did Moses tell? Well, it's recorded for us in Numbers chapter 32, beginning in actually the whole chapter, but we're going to start right in verse 20 through 28. Moses said to them, to the Reuben and Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh, he said this thing. Once he found out they were content just being there on the east side of the Jordan, he said, if you do this thing, if you arm yourselves before the Lord for the war, and all your armed men cross over the Jordan before the Lord until he has driven out his enemies from before them, and the land is subdued before the Lord, then afterwards you may return and be blameless, notice, before the Lord and before Israel. Because not only before the Lord, but also before Israel. The rest, their brothers, Judah and Simeon, Issachar, Zebulun, they want to make sure you're going with us. You know, if you're going to settle over here, we, we need your help. <laughs> we need your help. So you make that good. You make that good. But if you do not do so, then take note. You have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. Boy, that's a scary verse. And it's true for us as well. Our sin will always find us out if we don't turn from it. If we don't turn from our sin, it always has a way of finding out, finding us out. But notice in verse 24, Build your cities for your little ones and folds for your sheep and do what has proceeded out of your mouth. And the children of Gad and the children of Reuben spoke to Moses, saying, Your servants will do as my Lord commands. Our little ones, our wives, our flocks, and all of our livestock will be there in the cities of Gilead. That whole area on the 
east side of the Jordan. There's a mountain range right along the side of the Jordan. If you've ever been to Israel, as you go down to the Jordan Valley, as you look over east on the east side of it, over toward where Jordan is, on the east side, there's a mountain range, Gilead. And, and they're beautiful mountains. They're beautiful mountains, so that's what he's talking about. But your servants will cross over, every man armed for war before the Lord to battle, just as my Lord says. So Moses gave command concerning them to Eleazar, the priest. Eleazar, if you remember, is the, is the son of, of uh, Aaron. Aaron had died uh, prior to Moses, and he had four sons, Nadab and Abihu. Remember, they passed away. And then Eleazar and Ithamar were the only two left. So now Eleazar is now the high priest. So Moses gave command concerning them to Eleazar the priest, to Joshua the son of Nun, and to the chief fathers of the tribes of the children of Israel. And so finally, we get into the last part here, the last three verses. So they answered Joshua, saying, All that you command us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, did they heed Moses in all things? To me, if I was Joshua, I'd want that in writing. Can we get uh, Lusk, Dreisites, and Galasano? Can we get them, those uh, lawyers, to come in and, and write this up? Do you guys really mean that? And define what you mean by um, as we were with Moses, because there's an asterisk there, isn't there? Because you weren't really that great with Moses either, so we've got to define that a little bit better. Let's get the law books out. So, we will heed you, only the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. And whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your words and all that you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and be of good courage, Joshua. There's their exhortation to him. And, you know, they needed a strong leader. They needed to see Joshua sold out. They needed to see Joshua willing you know, to, to, to seek the Lord, and as we all should. We should all seek the Lord. We should all be leaders. In our families, in our homes, in our, in our workplaces. Just by the mere fact that you're a Christian makes you a leader. Are you willing to be a leader? Are you willing to stand out and stick out like a sore thumb when everyone else is doing the easy thing? They're doing the, the, everything that goes to the, the wide gate and the wide road. You know, everyone is on that road and you stand up and say, well, why are we doing that? The right thing is to do this. Oh, that's not really profitable and it would cost more money. Yeah, but in the long run... If we do it the right way, the dividends are going to pay off in a year. And if you do it the other way, we're going to be constantly in the red. So you make the decision. Oh, let's just do what the, you know, then they go and then they file for bankruptcy. Ignore the Christian, but listen to all the fools. (laughs) Listen to all those who say, uh, let's just, let's just cook the books here and make this look a little bit different. Well, it's going to catch up to you. Didn't we just read it? Your sin will always find you out. Your sin will always find you out. So, but here is the paradox. You know, they say, we'll, we'll do all that you say, we'll do all that you ask, and if anyone does anything wrong, death. And here's the paradox. Here is the tragedy. Turn with me finally, and we'll finish here, in Judges chapter 2. In Judges chapter 2, beginning in verse 7 through 11, we're going to read this and we'll be finished. Here's the tragedy. And this happens over and over again in Israel's history. And we're going to see it when we get into the book of Judges. Because right after this, after Joshua passes from the scene, and after all the leaders had passed from the scene, notice what it says. This is what we have to look forward to after we get through Joshua. 
And why is it here? Is it here to depress us, to make us upset, to make us to hurt our self-esteem? No, it's here to warn us. There's great warning. And God doesn't put it here for, you know, because he's just got nothing better to do. Notice, Judges chapter 2, verse 7. So the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord which he had done for Israel. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died when he was 110 years old, and they buried him within the border of his inheritance at timnath Heres in the mountains of Ephraim. On the north side of Mount Gaash, and when all that generation, and here is the tragedy, and this is where we live today, folks, in America. This is where we are at. Notice, underline this verse 10. When all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, nor the work which he had done for Israel. And then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and they served the Baals, meaning these demons of the nations that they were going in to possess, the sin, the great sin that these nations had done in sacrificing their babies and having prostitution and calling it worship to these false gods. The people of Israel get involved in that, and they start dabbling in that. And God judges them. In fact, when we get into the book of Judges, you're going to see Israel like a roller coaster. They get involved. You know, they're doing really well. They're being obedient, like they said they were going to, right? Is it not written here for us? Verses 16 through 18. Everything that Moses said, everything that you say, Joshua, everything that the Lord says to do, we're going to do it, and anyone who doesn't, they're going to die. <laughs> and yet, when they get into the land, as they start to get comfortable in the land, they start intermingling with the, the other nations, as God told them not to do. They start worshiping these false gods. They stopped telling their kids about Jesus. You know, there was a generation probably 50 or 60 years ago, men and women that grew up, you know, that were adults in the 50s and the 60s, their, their fathers and their mothers always went to church. There was a sense of, 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 um, of obligation. There was a sense of the need to go to church. But in our culture that we live in now, folks, there's been a couple of generations now, and kids don't even know the name of Jesus Christ. They don't even know who he is or what he stands for anymore. And see, that's why it's so important for us. We're the only ones who can tell our kids, our grandkids, our relatives, to tell them because we live in that time. And do you find things getting really good? Are are things getting better? Do you find that people are really uh, finding stability in Christ and, and and the nation doing really well? No, it's the exact opposite. Things are falling apart. And is it any surprise? Is God surprised? No, he said before he comes, it's going to get really bad. But that doesn't mean that we lay down our arms and wallow in our self pity. No, it means we get on our knees. We're not. We don't have to take up swords and guns. Sorry, NRA. (laughs) You can be a gun owner, and that's fine. But you know what? Ultimately, any battle that we're going to win on this earth is going to be on our knees. But we don't believe it. We have to believe it. We have to start praying again. We have to be more earnest in prayer. Whatever time you're praying, start tomorrow and start doubling it. Serious, folks, we have to be praying Great things God does when his people pray. They they do. They always have. 
We have to be people of prayer. Please come on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock. Please come. Let's pray together. It's my favorite time of the, one of my favorite times of the, of the, of the week is Tuesday nights. Really. It's just very peaceful. It's one of the places where everybody's phone is turned off. It's one of the places where nobody's, all they're speaking is to the Lord, and they're speaking about positive things, good things that God wants to do, that God's putting on their heart. It's the only place where we find our ground, we find our anchor. It is truly one of the best times of the week. And for those of you who do come, and I know who you are, you know what I'm talking about. It is. There's a peace about that night that settles you, and you walk out that door, and boy, don't you feel great. It's not about us, but there is a consequence for us being in his presence. It's peace. It's joy. Let's stand together. And as we be encouraged, too, because, you know, God is faithful. He is, he's on the throne. He's always been on the throne. And remember what we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. All these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. We live at the end of the age. We have to be sober. We have to be our eyes wide open, and we have to listen. We have to listen, be submitted, and love the Lord. You know, he loves you so much. Is there any good thing that he will withhold from you? Is there anything that he won't do for you according to his will? There's nothing. I've prayed some dangerous prayers, and I've seen in, in, in sort of almost an unbelief sometimes and seen the Lord do some really amazing things. And I don't want to stop. I'm just like, Lord, if you can do that, then really is there anything too hard for you? I mean, really think about it. Just think about it. Read the first couple of chapters of Genesis and say, is there anything too hard for the Lord? (laughs) If he can speak when there was nothing and all of a sudden something appears and he can create all the animal groups and everything is in perfect harmony, can he heal my body? Can he fix my situation at work? So easy for him. But guess what? There's also you. The ends don't justify the means. Sometimes he allows these things to try us, to, 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 to help us. Sometimes I think the Lord turns up the heat in my life to get me on my knees again because he enjoys the fellowship. He's like, Rob, without me you can do nothing. You think you can do something without me, and I'll let you try it, but it's not going to work. But he says, where's your desperation? Are you desperate, or is everything you got under control? Man, God responds to desperation. He's going to do it for them too. All throughout Joshua, all throughout Judges, God is going to show himself strong even when they fail. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, because we have failed. I know I have failed. And, and Lord, you're not done with us, and you're not angry with us, Lord. You've taken the price uh, that I deserved, Lord. You've taken the death that I deserved because of my sin, and you've placed it upon Jesus Christ, who became sin for us, that while we were yet sinners, he died for us, Lord. That is an amazing thing. And, Lord, because his blood was holy, it was the very blood of God, not of an animal Lord, once and for all, you died in our place. Lord, we're so thankful for that. Please encourage us tonight, Lord. Get us home safely. 
Bless our work day tomorrow, Father, and fill our hearts and our minds with your word. Fill our minds and our hearts with things that are lovely, things that are of good report, things that are good. Lord, help us to to put away all those things that are competing with what your Spirit wants to do in us and through us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm sorry, that's all the time we have for today. But please join us next time as Pastor Rob continues our study in the book of Joshua. Calvary Chapel of Rochester is located at 2503 Browncroft Boulevard, Rochester, New York, 14625. You can reach us at our church office between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday at area code 585-586-3140. If you would like to have an audio CD of today's message mailed to you in its unedited form, simply mention today's date when contacting our church office. And that number again is 585-586-3140. You can also contact us via the web by logging on to www.calvaryrochester.com. There you will be able to access a number of useful things such as information concerning our beliefs, ministry and contact information, our location and service times, and much more. You can even download the radio and sanctuary messages in MP3 format free of charge from the resources link. To listen to Calvary Chapel of Rochester Sanctuary Messages or Truth in Christ Radio on your mobile device, just subscribe to both through Google Play or Apple Podcast. We are so glad that you could join us today, and if there is any way that we could bless you in your walk with Jesus Christ, please don't hesitate to call our church office. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And for this cause, I have come into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. May God bless you in abundance today as you walk with him. And until next time, this has been Truth in Christ.